Don't spoil one. <laughs> they did a scientific study where they showed that the energy we put on water actually affects the molecular structure of the water. Um, yeah, it was a Japanese scientist. He showed when you say words over water, the water freezes in a certain way. Good energy, bad energy, the water shows different shapes. Oh, let's go. We gotta get this on. We gotta we gotta get you on. We gotta we gotta we, gotta, we, gotta, we, gotta, we need to record all of that. I was like, you know, everyone think the rabbi's on this power trip, like yo, make a blessing before you eat, make a blessing before you eat. What are these guys trying to get us in a cult or something? Like, no! You bless the thing before you eat it, it's yeah. science. It affects the thing. It brings goodness into your life. Yo, 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 Rod. Let, let us know oh, when oh, we okay, rolling. We okay. rolling? Yeah, yeah, oh, no, we, we rolling. rolling. We rolling. That was, so that was that. We needed that. We needed that. You already know what it is. 237. Catch me on the stoop. No place like home. And today, we have the one and only with us. favorite. Rabbi. Your favorite rabbi. Tell them who you are. Rabbi Harry. I'm happy to be here, Harry. Yeah, very humble, humble, humble to be here. By the way, yes, as happy as we are, there's still people suffering. So I keep a little hum humility. Yes, yes, yes. But thank you guys for the love and the spirit here. Yeah. Thank, Listen, you thank, you yes. thank you for thank coming. Thank you for thank coming. Thank you for coming. We really appreciate level. you pulling yeah. up. Yeah. It's next level next to have level. you here. Let me tell you, Rabbi Harry. When we <laughs> we told a couple of people that uh, you were pulling up. It was like, no, 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 <laughs> you got to say the rabbi, though. When you say, we, we, got, listen, a rabbi we, got, we got a rabbi coming, coming. Like, rabbi. they're like, coming really? Uh -huh. I'm so shocked and surprised, yeah. so yeah. It's, a, uh, it's, a, it's good to have you here. Because, you know, humans are in a state of fear, and they don't know how to interact with other humans sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. So, I don't have any fear. So this is why I could see myself and you. We are brothers. Yes. We're humans. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Nice. We can come sit together easily, no problem. We suppose nice. we'll always sit together. This is what the purpose of reality is. Yes. Process yes. yes. sit together and build. Yes. Yes. Mm. Let's go. Now, now, let me ask you, let me ask you. Are you a rabbi, meaning you got... Uh, 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 you know, because we, we, before, we, listen, before go ahead, we get go ahead, there, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, do it, really do it. quick question, yeah, for those of us who don't know, you know, and a lot of us in our community, they, they don't, yeah, explain to them actually what a rabbi is. It's a great question. You guys know uh, about like a Bitcoin and blockchain, mm -hmm. yeah, so the only reason people ever trusted it in the first place, the blockchain, is because everyone around the world says that this transaction that happened, happened, and it's for everyone to see, it's public. No middleman could interfere with it. So basically what happened is, we believe Moses had an experience where he got divine light from God. Yes. And got instructions. Yes. So what, Moses must have told someone something. He must have told information. That information has to have been told over every generation. Otherwise, how are we going to know it today? They didn't have voice recorders back then. Yeah. So a rabbi is basically a system of trusting the chain of humans. From Moses until myself, I could tell you every name of every human, from me to Moses, who passed on this information. Maybe some of them were, you know, the best man, not righteous, good, good guy, bad guy. It was internationally peer-reviewed. So if you tried to be an up-and-coming rabbi and you wrote a book that was like, other people didn't see that their father said that Moses said this and they didn't pass it down, you're out. They burned the book. So it was like very serious um, editing and uh, review process to make sure that what you're saying is actually what we heard from our ancestors saying. So we have an unbroken chain of Moses today for all of his teachings from Mount Sinai still preserved. And you know what's That's interesting to me? Deep. Yeah, because uh, there's a blessing in the Torah where Jacob blessing all the tribes. You know, yes. everyone sees a Jew and they're like, oh, that's all it is, Israel's Jew. No, 
we're like a little teeny micro sliver of the whole picture of the greater house of Israel. But Jacob gives a blessing to Judah. He says, you're going to hold on to this law uninterrupted, unbroken, until Shiloh comes. It says in the verse in Genesis. And in Shiloh, we see the numerical value to Mashiach, to Messiah. Mm. Basically means this law is going to stay intact until the final redemption of humanity. So here we are. We're like, guys, we got this whole system information. We saved it. We preserved it. Now let's all feast on it. Let's share in it together. Oh. It's for humanity to enjoy. It's not a private club. It's not for a race. It's not for a specific type of group of individual to use to empower themselves. This is Moses' teachings. We must... And the alternative version we have to these mosaic teachings that we've preserved is like a bunch of guys in a church in Rome like 200 years later. It's like, wait, let, let's erase that letter. Let's erase this letter. It was like behind closed doors. I was like, what is going on here? How are you going to have 8 billion people in the world believing something that a man in a closed room said? We have a system of law here that you cannot manipulate this system. You could be a bad man, but you're not going to get remembered. But the information will get passed down. Okay. That's my two cents. I'm sorry to overtalk. No, you're no, not no, 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 it's yeah. basically the same thing as an affirmation. Yeah, that's okay. right. It's a reality that's right. that the creator of the universe is real. Yes. yes. Let's go. Indeed. All right. Now, do you yeah. have a, a, a people that you you got that uh, that you, I don't know, talk to, you know, you do uh, your sermon to, or congregation? Because sure. another, uh, there's a lot of meaning in the Hebrew words. So the rabbi, uh -huh. actually the root word of the word rabbi in Hebrew is rov. And rove in Hebrew means many, which means that the rabbi's responsibility is to be a point man for the many. I mean, I take responsibility for the many. So if you're a rabbi, it must mean you have to be serving the many. So, and that's usually historically geographic. So where I lived, if I was a rabbi, that means I got to make sure everyone in my X block radius has food, water, their peace in their house, what they need, all their needs are met. Rabbi's responsibility. If someone has a question on the law of Moses, what do we do this way? If my meat and my dairy are mixing, all these unique questions from the Torah, ask the rabbi, he takes responsibility for you. So I take responsibility for my brothers as a rabbi, where I am geographically, where I live in Jerusalem, in the most beautiful neighborhood, which means I'm delivering sermons of the teachings of Moses from it, passed down from generation to generation, behind the scenes of the verse. You think this is just a verse. It's not just a verse. Let's show you what Moses was really going behind the scenes. We give a sermon. While we're giving the sermon, people are dipping crackers in some hummus, take a little l'chaim. The vibes are there. We're enjoying. Yeah, the vibes are there. Huh? The rabbi's job is to make sure everyone is good. Okay. Okay. And the rabbi has to serve. If you're not that type of rabbi, you're not a good rabbi. It could be that not every rabbi out there is a good rabbi. I like that, But though. I appreciate the effort that they're trying. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. His job, like he said, is to make sure everybody is good. It has to be. It has to be. The rabbi has to earn his chill. Meaning like... Earn <laughs> 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 your chill! Talk about it! No, because it seems like every, we're all selfish, you know, we're all hedonists. You're here for pleasure, I'm here for pleasure, we're all here to feel good. Mm. But the greatest good is when you see everyone around you feeling good. That's right. How you feel like the man? 
you feel like the man when everyone around you is feeling sure. like the man. Sure. So that, and you know because of you. So like you're like, oh, so that's how you level up. <laughs> if you're really the man, you got all this stuff and you hide it to yourself and you, you know, you got the vault and you're this in your room, you're gonna end up depressed and suicidal. Sure. We're seeing it happen to all these billionaires and these celebrities and these famous people today. Sure. They get all this power and the money, they hide it. When you become the man, you have to make sure everyone feels like everybody. the man. Yeah. Everybody eating. Yes. Exactly. And if not everyone's eating, you're not the rabbi. You're not doing well. So the rabbi's responsibility to make sure everyone's eating. Okay. And the law of Moses is not broken. It's a, it's a hard job, but at the end of the day, the rabbi feels better because he's more on the side of his soul. He gets to enjoy the, the life, you know, without the anxiety, without the worry, without the fear. All that stuff that comes with the animal. Well, we're looking at your page. Yeah. Yes. And um, we see. Not, 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 not. What's the word, Kurt? What's the word? He's the. Uh, no. Oh, he's the shaman. Oh, so we. Because <laughs> you know. You're a shaman also. Yeah. Because I see you talking about, uh, you know. Plant medicines. Oh, plant, plant medicines. medicines. Now, explain to them. Trippy. Explain to trippy. us. Trippy. 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 Okay. Trippy. Okay. Trippy. okay. Let's go. Explain Let's to go. us exactly what a shaman is. Now, I hear shaman, and some, okay. people, some okay. people might hear the word shaman, and I might start to think the jungle somewhere, <laughs> out, witch doctor, yeah, yeah. all kinds of crazy yeah. stuff. So, so, for those who don't know, explain to them sure. what that is. I mean, it just happens to be a mystery that the same chemicals found in the jungles of South America in the ayahuasca brew that these tribes have been drinking for thousands of years. This is the same exact chemical found in the Temple of King Solomon mm. that they took out from Egypt where the Egyptian gods Horus and Osiris are born from the acacia tree, the same oh. tree that holds this DMT, the dimethyltryptine, the same chemical. So there's a narrative. And it's not a coincidence that when you dream at night, you produce this chemical in your own brain from an eyeball lodged in the middle of your head. So yeah, there's wow. a story. There's something going on. <laughs> and we're not being told all the information. Okay. So a shaman is someone to remind humanity what's actually going on. Ooh. Why the world was created, why we're here. What happened to this light that was once inside of your brain? Where did it go? How are we going to get it back? Why do we have to suffer through this process? The shaman is someone who's like a tour guide on reality to take you through this whole entire process to remind you. And once you get reminded, you wake up, take that deep breath, you level up mm. and you and you realize I was acting like a squirrel I was acting like a rabbit I was acting <laughs> like an animal but really I'm a soul mm. that's why the Hebrew word for Adam human is two words put into one you have Aleph is the first letter of Adam and then you have the word Dam Aleph Dam when they go together the Aleph means one it's the oneness the divinity of God and Dam in Hebrew means blood the body you're a soul and a body mixed into one we're two and one so the shaman is here to remind you, you don't have to experience humanity as an animal, you know, and it's, you know, let me get that, let me get this, let me store this away. The squirrel's trying to hide enough for next winter, and he's scared, and he's running, his anxiety is fear. We don't have to live like that, because we're also a soul. We could share, we could have consciousness, we could be worried for one another. You don't see polar bears setting up funds to help this orphan or other polar bear fund, you know. <laughs> so where do humans get this light from, this soul? Yeah. This is from... From, from the spiritual side. Whoa. So, well, yeah. it's a much longer story because we could spend hours talking about these plants and these chemicals and etc. But there's something here and people really, you know, if they listen to my words, they have to dive deeper and do the research and do the homework. Right? Yeah. And study. I mean, because we look at it as capitalism, 
what they do is they sit down and told us that those plant-born you know those plant-born things is no good for you look at now they're doing the whole thing with cannabis so let me tell you because you brought up the greatest thing in this tradition we have of the rabbis you know for thousands of years this is what they said two thousand years ago they said there's going to be a redemption in the future for humanity but the only difference between pre-redemption and post-redemption is that the yoke of the middleman nations ruling over you off your shoulders Whoa. the guys taking the taxes getting yeah, the yeah. getting the so right now we're in a situation where some big businesses are profiting off of our existence yeah, yeah. this capitalism the disappearance of that is the redemption of humanity Whoa. according to our tradition Whoa. so yes a lot of Jewish people also involved in the money yeah, yeah, in yeah, the right. banks in all this stuff that this so it seems like a conundrum it's fine because in the Torah, there was also a situation where there was Israelites. We weren't sure who was with God or not. So what does Moses do? He makes a line in the sand. He says, Mila Hashem Eli. Who unto God, come onto this side. Who is with God, let's stay here. So what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to make a new reality and say, who's with this new vision for humanity where we're free humans, where we don't have big businesses and account managers running over our lives so they can go on yachts and private jets around the world where I have to work. And if we all agree on a consensus, we're free. So we have to link up and have these conversations to do it. Yeah. Otherwise, we're in divide and conquer. I'm your enemy, you're my enemy, and we're fine. We're not the enemy. Yeah. The guy who's on a yacht right now wants us to be enemies because <laughs> that's just financing his trip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a matter of uh, revolution, but gently, with love and care. That's Doesn't I appreciate you being here. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Now, when you, um, I was looking at the page also, and I was looking at, we were talking about some of the lost tribes and Nigeria, how, mm. you know, you know, they, people don't understand that, you know, here in America, we see being Jewish as more of a colored thing, but in, across the seas and other places and other countries, you have all color people of all different religions, Jewish religion, uh, Islam, you have all kind of people. Yeah. So when you were saying that, um, the Nigerians are one of the, you know, the lost tribes, could you explain that to us a little bit? I so much appreciate you saying that. Because there's an elephant in the room. <laughs> there's something that's like, clear as day in front of everyone's eyes and we're just not looking at it. First of all, if you look at this uh, blockchain what I spoke about, you know, this transmission of Torah from Moses till to today, you look at Christianity, you look at Islam, these would be considered forks on the blockchain. A fork is when someone's like, yeah, this is a good blockchain, we're going to adapt, we're going to make a little different chain, you know, we're going to take it. So Islam's like, you know what, Moses did have a revelation, but God changed his mind later on. And Christianity is like, yeah, prophets of Israel were true, but this story changed a little bit. So everyone's trying to vary the storyline. It's okay, it makes sense from why they want to do that. But within this tradition is something called the Lost Tribes of Israel, mm. the House of Israel, that Islam and Christianity don't really account for this narrative, what happens. And it's basically the House of Israel, you take a glass bottle and you slam it on the floor and its shards go all throughout the whole world. So this is what they say about King Solomon. How many wives did King Solomon have? 
thousands of years. So people say to me, yo, Harry, you're a rabbi? I'm like, yeah, King Solomon rabbi? Yeah. King Solomon must have been a happy rabbi all this. <laughs> I say, you real? I say, you gonna talk slander on King Solomon like that? You really think he was interested in just having relations and with this woman? King Solomon understood science. He was the wisest man alive. He knew genetics. He knew his seed is filled with peace. He said, let me spread my seed across this planet. I'm gonna spread peace across this planet. Let me make relationships with nations and queens and kings across this earth and bring my house and my name of love and peace to this planet. So that's what King Solomon did very strategically. So already at this point, the color became a non-reality. Because King Solomon from the house of David, he was people from across the Silk Road, from Japan and India, from Africa, from across the whole entire planet of where humans were, came to try to get King Solomon's seed. And he gave the seed. And now all of a sudden we're like, oh, only this color is chosen or this color? That's not what King Solomon had in mind. He had in mind the global family. But in particular, your question about the Igbo tribe of Africa, mm-hmm. the elephant in the room. You know, it's not like we're, uh, we're researching, trying to go out there and trying to find people to convert. Because that's what Christianity and Islam did for a thousand years. They actually took swords, went to their neighbor's property, knocked on the door and said, you got to find my God, pay me taxes, or I'm going to kill you. That's actually literally how Christianity and Islam scaled. And if anyone has another uh, idea of how that happened, they could tell me. But so far, this is just what it was. It was rape and torture for thousands of years. This was not what we're doing right now. We're like, wait a minute, we hear something in Africa. Well, let's listen. And you look at Nigeria, and you see the Biafrans, the Igbo people. What, 40, 50 million people living in historically in their peace over there in tribal uh, regions doing the laws of Moses, you know, circumcision, they're not eating their pork. All these different unique customs that Moses taught us that we've preserved and practiced, we start to see happening over here in Nigeria. And we're like, who are you guys? Like, oh, we're the children of Israel. And we're like, oh, son of a gun. (laughs) We're the Jewish people. And so everyone's like, oh no, so one one of you guys lying. I said, who suggested that one of us is lying? How come one of us has to be lying? How come both of us can't be from one, one of these narratives, yeah, yeah, from this, yeah. okay. or maybe a businessman who traveled and yeah. went overseas and started a new family? Who knows how the people of Israel spread around the whole world? It's not my place to judge a human. All I see is this guy's doing the same things I'm doing. And we come from the same cloth, from King Solomon, from, from Moses. Let's link up, let's be a brotherhood. So I see all of a sudden, oh, you got 40, 50 million guys there in Nigeria. They're in big trouble over there. Why? Because the British come in and they started, they're like, yo, you know what? You got a lot of oil and gold here, Biafrans. We're going to draw new lines. We're going to create a new country called Nigeria. And all the other tribes, we're going to rule over. You're going to all pay us taxes. So they took tribes and made it rule over other people. It's like, let me take you. What a street you're on over here on Lewis. Let me take you and you're going to collect taxes from that guy on the next block. Who does such a thing to someone? That's what the British did to Nigeria. They put different tribes in charge of over other tribes and created war. The Biafrans tried to go free in the 1960s. Like, we want to be an independent state. There was a holocaust, a genocide. It killed millions of them. Just trying to be a free people. Just to be self-governed so they could have their plants and they could heal and they could learn their Torah. But then I was like, these guys are similar. They're suffering. But then it, it hit me. Once I saw in the history books, I was like, these slave ships that came to America, 
Where'd they come from? 25% of them came from this Igbo tribe. And that was, they kept really good records, these white European men. They were, you know, I don't know why they kept such good records. You know, if I was doing some shady stuff, <laughs> I would try to burn those records, yeah. you know. They kept those records. And we see, and you know, we see the names and these beautiful names where you see, uh, you know, the name of God. We don't know how to pronounce the Jewish people. It's yud Hey, and then vav Hey. People say Yahweh or Jehovah. We're, we don't know how to pronounce this Yah, but we see it embedded in, in the names over there, these names. And all of a sudden, you see 25% of these people who say they're from the House of Israel came to America on the slave ships. And all of a sudden, I'm walking around Brooklyn, I'm seeing these people talking about being black Hebrew Israelites. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, it's a conspiracy, it's a cult. I'm like, are you not connecting the dots? Can you not open your eyes and look at the map of the world and look at human history and see where the seed of Israel spread to? And see the soul of Israel and its yearning for freedom? And see how here in America, in this state we find ourselves in that there could be a story going on where God put them here for a reason to come up from slavery and elevate the whole entire world and consciousness so I see something much bigger going on so when I see you I don't just see an African-American man this name that they threw on you I'm like son of a gun your great 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 and my great 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 all the way back they may have drinking wine and taken yes, plant yes, medicine yes, together and been yes. brothers <laughs> and they may have prayed yeah that after thousands of years of a dark, long exile, we're going to reunite. Mm. And we're going to shake arms and we're going to link up. And we're not going to let this middleman who's trying to get a slice of the action of the pie and no. keep us working stay in control on his yachts. Mm -hmm. yes. So this why this conversation is almost prophetic. Like, oh, yeah. It yeah, has yeah. to happen. Yes, yes, yes. Let's go. Now, this is important. We're going we're gonna to make oh, a revolution. Yeah. We're going to yes. save our yes. peoples here. Yes. 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 It can't happen unless we do this together. Yeah. Yes. I'll tell you that much. Okay. My community oh. alone can't do it. Yeah. Your community alone cannot do it. Listen, it's, speaking of, speaking of that, um, if you don't mind, talk about some of the, the similarities between our two. First of all, I don't mind anything. <laughs> I'm at peace already, but I appreciate it. I see tremendous amount of similarities. First of all, I was fortunate enough. I grew up going to a public school in America, oh. so which means my family didn't raise me to go to a yeshiva, mm -hmm. which is this chain of rabbinical command. Mm -hmm. I was just a regular American, you know, chicken nuggets, mac and cheese, okay. French fries. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let me say some fascinating stuff right now. You guys ready? Yeah, yeah. Growing up in public school, I didn't see color. Yeah. You know, I saw this guy from uh, Africa, this guy from China. We're all friends and brothers. But now that I look back on it, I'm like, why did every day to school I had to wear a jersey? I wear my Shaq jersey, my Anthony Hardaway jersey, uh -huh. my John Starks jersey, <laughs> my Ewing jersey. Every day I had a different jersey. Why was my favorite music Notorious B.I.G. and O.D.B. Yeah. You know, and Coolio. Okay. Why were these guys my inspiration as a child growing up? There must have been some soul. There must have been something there. That the dominant culture in America, de facto, that I had to have absorbed was this culture. There's something deep going on over there, right? The soul. So I look inside this community, I see these people are filled with emotion, with soul, with creativity. I said, my people are as well. My yeah, Jewish yeah, brothers yeah. are as well like yeah. this. We're just a very small little group. We're not as cool, you know, we're not as scalable. But I saw that together. And I saw we also share, we like to have a good time. Yeah, 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 we like yeah, to get yeah. together with family yeah. and have barbecues and have food. We don't like anyone looking over our shoulders. People mind their own business. Yeah. But we also went through a lot of suffering. So if you look at it, you know, 
in the 1500s or so when the Portuguese were taking the Igbo out of Nigeria on the slave ships, most people don't realize what they were doing to the Jews at the time. It was called the Inquisition. They were hunting down my ancestors, the Jews. And they had these, like, uh, you still see them, they're still in Europe. You can go on tour and actually get a tour of these torture chambers where they would torture Jews to convert to Christianity, to accept the cross. And my, literally, my great-great-grandparents were like, at their house, drinking wine, hanging out, doing their thing. And all of a sudden, some guys, white Christian European guys, come to their door with these big swords and stuff, and they're like, oh, you guys got to bow down to the cross. And my grandparents were like, we're not bowing down to the cross. He's like, we're going to kill you and torture you if you don't bow down to the cross. And my grandparents said, kill me. You know, because if it was America, modern day stuff, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll bow, I'll bow down to whatever you want me to bow down to. No problem. No. We teach under the law of Moses. There's three things you don't, we, you take death over. You don't kill another man. You don't worship idols. And you don't have inappropriate intimacy with another man's wife. Those things you can take my life for. So my ancestors said, take my life. And you know what they did? They spent hundreds of years chasing down Jewish people with spikes and nails and torturing them and cutting them open and getting them to confess. There's even a term today called Murano, which is a Jew who had to pretend to be Christian. And now they're really Christian hundreds of years later, but they're really Jewish because they had to hide from these swords and this mm -hmm. rape. Mm -hmm. So it's like at the same time you guys were on ships, literally the same exact years, my people were coming to America as on the Columbus stuff, running from these guys. Mm -hmm. We just came in two different positions. Mm -hmm. We came running from persecution, but because of the color of our skin, we had a disposition. We were a little, we had to level up. We, we were able to get involved in business, but in Europe, we couldn't own land. Jewish people couldn't own land. We couldn't have businesses. We couldn't be involved in money. So we were very poor and suffered. But when we came to America, we were like, we we're all free. So we started from scratch. We built synagogues and temples. We started the laws of Moses and everything. But we didn't realize that all these slaves that were coming here at the same exact time and the same nature of the suffering from the same people were our brothers. Whoa. We didn't realize. That was the big misunderstanding. And being treated, and being treated the way you were being treated in Europe, here. That the continuation of that treatment was yes. happening here. Yes, yes. And I guess if you look at, you know, Abraham Lincoln and the Jews involved in financing the North and the, and the freedom of the slaves, it ended up happening. But there were cruel men and perhaps cruel Jews in the path that may have owned slaves or yes. may have financed slave ships. Or may, guy's just a good businessman with a crazy wife who gave him a lot of pressure. With a, he didn't have a good soul. He wasn't connected to God. He was out there just trying to live his best life and be egotistic like that guy in the yacht that we're trying to take away his business from right now. So nothing against you, my brother. We're just not supporting your business model anymore. So we're not going to hold on to the past and all that pain. we got to let go of it and move forward. Because what happened when Joseph realized when he was a, a sold into slavery by his brothers, he woke up from slavery and he was second in power. He ruled over Egypt. And his brothers were really scared when they confronted him. Like, oh no, now he's going to get retribution. Now he's going to give back to us what we did to him. He's going to punish us. And Joseph's like, what did he say? No, you don't see the hand of God? You don't see there was a reason for this? Let's hug it out. And he brought him in. So this is what's going to happen now. Perhaps there was my bloodline did some bad things to your bloodline. But perhaps we come from the same bloodline. Mm. So perhaps so too we have to hug it out. Yeah. Yeah. And we got to make it work. Got to make it work.
Otherwise, some guy is going to be on a yacht in the Mediterranean Sea <laughs> enjoying his life yeah. while me and you are struggling to pay our electric and water bills. Yeah. Facts. 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 We can't be emotional about these guys because they're suffering too. I'm in the healing work, you know, quote unquote, the shaman space. Who do you think is coming to find me? It's the billionaires. It's the mm. people with all the money. Yeah. They don't have any peace. Mm. These yeah. guys are suffering. I got all the money in the world, I got all the Bentleys, I got all the girls, I got all the status. I don't wake up with peace in my mind. I think this guy's out to get me and him and he, oh, all he thinks about in his head. I said, son of a gun. Guy got everything in the world and he can't enjoy his life. Meanwhile, look at us over here. We're smiling, we're laughing. <laughs> yeah. We don't even know how we're going to pay next month's election bills. <laughs> The, the, the narrative, so I don't feel bad taking his business model away from me. He doesn't even enjoy it. Yeah. I'm doing you a favor yeah. by cutting you off from how you're inappropriately making money off of our hard work. Yeah. yeah. Taxing us. Yeah. You know? Well, we want to say thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought we were just getting started. Well, what you call it? We, we, we could go on and on we, and we, on. We have to end at the solution. How do we go forward? We can't. We can't. And, and the solution is we. Yes. We need to come together. We need to work together. We need to sit down and have some sort of empathy to what someone else is going through. Listen to and it. And dialogue gotta, like yeah. this. Much yes. more tangible, though. Because yeah. these conversations I had 10 years ago already, I made these brotherhoods in the African-American community. I saw the love. I saw that there was a need. So I said, it's not enough. It's definitely not What's enough. What's after that? What's after trust? What's after brotherhood? What comes next? It's the work. So... It's actually a very interesting thing what's going to happen. Come on. Kick it. Listen, kick yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me, let me, yeah. kick it. No, because according to our teachings, we say it's going to be a, a period of Shabbat, a great Shabbat. Now, when Shabbat comes for me, there's basically 39 things I can't do. The 39 different acts of labor that were involved to build the temple in the desert where the, the presence of God rested. You got to build, you got to die, you got to sow all these different acts to build the actual infrastructure for an encampment those 39 acts of building I can't do on Shabbat so I'm in a state of rest because all my food is cooked and prepared everything's set I'm out so we say there's going to be a period of a great Shabbat that's going to come where humanity enters Shabbat together collectively which means we're not sweating from our brow anymore to work like Adam and Eve's curse was when he left the Garden of Eden when he lost his light that was inside of his mind so I made some propositions to the government of Israel, to the Prime Minister of Israel. Yes. You know, I was sitting with Ted Cruz yes. just mm -hmm. yesterday, made the same propositions to him. Mm -hmm. I said, listen, no one's going to stop this unity. Our communities are going to unite. We're going we're gonna to link up. You want to know how it's going to look? You see every Starbucks and every McDonald's, every place you put in our neighborhood, a place of poison to kill us? We're going to repurpose those places. You see these crack houses, these empty spots of land where bad stuff? We're going to repurpose. What are you guys going to do? We're just going to put some greenhouses. We're going to put some solar panels. Mm -hmm. yeah. We're going to put some aquaponics and some fish tanks. We're going to make community spaces for wellness. We're going to make sure no one here is hungry. We're going to make sure if this guy's on heroin in the corner, we're going to have the iboga plant from Africa growing here. We're going to give him the plant that he needs to detox him without withdrawal symptoms to get him oh, off the dope. Okay. Oh. We're going to give him the plant medicines to get him off the crack. Oh. We're going to help heal these people to find their spirituality. We don't need your help, Mr. Government. Yeah. We don't need you guys to be hands-on on this operation. 
You just have to let's take a step back and let us do us. Take care of yes, each other. Let us let take us care of each other. Yeah, yeah. If you see my community, the Jewish community in Brooklyn, what's going on? God bless. You see, we got the showman. We got our own police, yes. our own patrols, yeah. Yeah. own ambulances. God forbid if my car breaks down on the side of the highway at 1am, I send one text message, you got five Jews with sirens coming to save my life and not charge me a dollar. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, if there's something wrong, we got the whole neighborhood on lockdown. We're a team, we work together. Mm. Why we have that? Because we have abundance. When there's abundance, everyone's looking out for each other. Mm. So the next step is creating abundance in our communities. Yeah. How do we create abundance? Abundance isn't having enough money to have a yacht because that's not called abundance. Abundance is we don't have to worry about our clean water, our electricity, our food, our medicine, our drink, and our herbs. That is something that is from God for us to enjoy this planet. And if there is a middleman government who's going to step in and tell me what I can and can't consume to free my mind and to give me this poison food to make me sick so I go to the hospital to get diabetes so I can get this guy who owns facilities of wellness centers to get paycheck and, and go in his yacht, it's all off. We're, we're pressing a hard stop. So our unification is going to be a very healthy unification. Yeah, yeah. He went in, right, Mike? He went in. Yeah. And uh, this is why I think we have a political platform here to take control of America on a, on a biblical note. To have the African American community and the Jewish community unite as a brotherhood. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and I hundred and ten percent agree with that. We yes. have to come together. We have. Yes, to. we have to. So the stoop is with you. Yes, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, can, yes, yes. Consider this a, a definite brotherhood. Yeah. You. All you gotta do is call us out. We come out. Yeah. We come out. <laughs> The stoop is with me. Is yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's right. The, na the nicest thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> We're coming out. We're coming out. Because the stoop is a mysterious place, you know. <laughs> that it is. Because you see all the pain of everyone here, you know. You're here and you see, but you also see the goodness of everyone. Yeah. yeah. You know how many people I see walking by here smiling, yeah. good energy, good vibes. So this is, you're on the, you're on the ground. Yeah. This place is going to be a place of wellness. Where people are going to be walking around safe. Cool. Doors unlocked. Healthy. You know the village of peace in Demona? You guys don't know? Mm -hmm. No. Oh my goodness. There was a, a community from Chicago. Maybe, you know, I may have my facts off a little bit a few years in the 60s, I believe. It was someone, Ben Ami, he was a spiritual leader. He had a vision. He said, we're from the children of Israel. We got to get back to the homeland. African-American community. A lot of people were drugs and uh, on the streets and prostitution, etc. He picked up a whole group of people and he got them plane tickets to Liberia, Africa. Whoa. He goes there and he starts selling and making ice cream to get enough money to take care of the whole group to buy plane tickets to Israel. Whoa. Now this community, African Americans, lands in Israel some couple dozen years ago and they show up and these Israeli people are like, what in the world are you people doing here? And they say, oh, we're from the children of Israel, we came home. Everyone thought they were nuts, and they put them in some type of a, you know, safe asylum outside of Tel Aviv. No air conditioner, little units, very poor, horrible conditions. Mm -hmm. And they were just there, nothing to do. And somehow they magically arranged a deal with the mayor of this place in uh, Arad, down south, to get this plot of land where they can go post up and start some operation. Oh. And for the last dozen years, they've been living there. It's now called the Village of Peace. It's a community of African Americans living in Israel. Oh learning, speaking Hebrew, serving in the army, uh, contributing, but they're vegans, 
They don't lock their doors. Yeah. There's no drugs. There's no alcohol. And it's a place of love and trust. I've never seen a community of such love and goodness in my life hanging out with those people in Demona. How they treated me and how they brought me in and see how their kids run around. And I said, there's not a problem with the African American man. There's a, prof there's a problem with how they're being conditioned to live. Because when they're put in the right environment, look what happens. When these people sing to God in Demona, your soul reverberates when they praise God. So we have to come together. We definitely have to come together. And I want everyone definitely. to check it out as the template of what it looks like when we get organic food, some plant medicines, and some healing, and some brotherhood. Yes, 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 wow. yes. Well, we want to sit down and say thank, thank you, Rabbi, for coming to the stoop and checking us out. But now you got you got you got a, a brotherhood over here. You yeah, just call us do. up, big time. Call definitely us up, round tables. Yes, you know, community up. leaders meeting yes. together, brainstorming, yes. organization, infrastructure. How do we pull resources together? How do we have transparency to make sure there's no corruption? You know? Yes. Just brainstorms. Yes. Most yes. of the guys who are responsible for taking care of our well-being, he's going to get his private jet and he's going on vacation. Oh, yeah. I said, man, we could have just built a, a vertical garden here, had cucumbers of the whole neighborhood with that private jet you just took to Mexico for the weekend, Mr. Pastor. Come on. <laughs> If, if your spiritual leader is not poor, you're in big trouble. Yeah. I try to make it to Shabbat. Y'all heard, like, oh. heard that out there just now? Yeah. If your spiritual leader is not, not poor, poor, you're in trouble. trouble. But you know what? I make it to Shabbat to Shabbat. I, I, I try to give away whatever I can. But my community doesn't let me down. I get next week we keep yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. We've got more missions, more yeah. people to save. So yeah. there's trust. Yes. yes. God bless us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Got us on the stool, baby. No place like home. No place like home. Two thirty-seven.